0: Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show, the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. I am your host, Timothy Michael McKernan. Back in Kirkwood is Gangster Pete. I remain in Jupiter, Florida uh, for what was Cardinal Spring Training and now is, uh, at least as of this moment, the lockdown uh, that is the coronavirus pandemic. Gangster Pete. Uh, Adam Long, our guest this week. And uh, before we uh, started uh, talking here on the air, you were saying this was one you were looking forward to listening to because it's current. And so it's not like he's talking about things from a couple weeks ago. We are talking about the current state of things, although I want to make it clear, and I said this to Adam in the course of the interview, as we were recording on Thursday, March 19th, I feel like by the time that we put this interview up, uh, who knows what the world will be like by then?
1: Yeah, I mean I'm a huge PGA fan, so I'm I'm just excited to hear a PGA golfer get their perspective. It will be exciting.
0: Yeah. yeah, he's uh he's he's pretty um he's been playing really well uh in you know the players had one round before they shut it down last week and he was three under which was um, I think top fifteen. I know Hideki Matsuyama shot nine under, so he was in a uh, quite a spot, but uh, three under was was Quite good because you had a couple guys like Tommy Fleetwood, I think, was six over. Ricky Fowler was four over. So Adam's been playing well, played well at the Honda, played well at uh, Bay Hill for the Arnold Palmer. And, uh, and we certainly talk about, I think, what is a different mindset for him as uh, he is now in his second year on tour. And it's more of a let's go out and try and win mindset as opposed to let's just figure things out out here and try and make cuts. Now, once he won last year, that certainly put him in that mindset. But now he's been to these places, he's familiar with them, and there are some elements of it that, that, that course knowledge is such a huge part. So there's that. But the big story, of course, is is what's going on with the shutdown of sports. And um, and, and we, we start with that and discuss that in detail a few different times, as a matter of fact, and his peers in golf and um, and get his uh, his perspective on on it And how things have changed, how he thinks things will change, both with relation to the coronavirus and its impact on sports, but how things will be when uh, golf returns. And, uh, and also talked about what, when we, Adam and I have played twice since we've been down here, and um, I was surprised, and I'm curious on this, Gangster Pete, as a, as a PGA fan, as you noted, and also a guy who plays, one of the times we were playing, he goes, what do you think about this equipment rollback thing? And I go, well, I mean, whatever. It's kind of a, you know, seems like Jack Nicholas talks about it annually at the Honda Classic press conference and gets a little attention. Then it goes away. He goes, no, it's, it's serious. And I said, really? And he said, yeah. And there are some guys who are big names who are, who are advocating it. And I said, really? So we talk about that. Uh, how aware of that are you, Gangster Pete? And what is your opinion
1: on it? I've heard Phil talk about it before. I think he's kind of against it.
0: Yes, I would agree with that on Phil.
1: I mean, the equipment doesn't really affect my game so much, but uh, I mean, I think at some point you can't just keep changing all the courses to fit the equipment. So, I mean, I think something needs to be done at some point.
0: I, uh, I, I, I mean, one of the things we talk about it a little, we kind of get into the weeds. This, this is, this is. Sometimes I'll say, even if you're not a fan of this you'll enjoy this one i i i think i think if you are a golf fan you will love this i think if you're a golf uh, if you're not a golf fan i'm not sure you will love it um so i want to you know i always want to just kind of call it how i see it what i think the audience's mindset will be because we kind of get into the weeds on some things and uh and really one of the things and i don't know if uh, pete you have ever played a course with what would be considered firm greens um and how it how it is how it is everything. I mean, it's it's everything as far as how it changes the game. Have you had that? Uh, have you had the honor yet of experiencing what basically is like trying to land a ball on concrete and putting on concrete, even though it's grass?
1: Not like PGA Tour speed. Like I've played Dalhousie and some nice courses in Florida, but not not like what these guys are dealing with.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, here, here we're, we're staying, we're at PGA National, and there are five total courses, four on the property, um, one of them is like a mile or two to the west, and the champion course where they have the Honda Classic, um, and, and playing on that course versus the other three courses, I guess I've played two of the other three this year, it's just, it's, it's kind of like the difference, but even though it's Bermuda grass, it's the difference between playing, I think, almost any course in St. Louis, uh, and I'd include a Bell Reeve or Old and I've never played Boone, so I can't include that in there, but you know, as far as these high caliber courses, but they're just high caliber courses, they're not necessarily ridiculously difficult. The Honda Classic course, the Champion course, as Adam says in this interview, might be the most difficult course they play every year. And part of it is the wind, which dries out the course and then firms up the greens. And I said, you know, I I was telling him, which I'm sure I talked about on the podcast last year, how I played the day or two days after the Honda Classic with Jim Edmonds um, at, uh, at this course and how i was hitting greens i was the ball would land on the green but they wouldn't hold greens and you'll sometimes hear guys talk about holding greens and what they're able to do and for them it's second nature they don't even adam i even i even ask him adam about how they hold greens spinning the ball saucing it which he then makes fun of me for calling it saucing (laughs) but uh and he goes yeah he goes i kind of learned to do it in high school i mean it's a variety of combinations it's the ball it's certain clubs it's how you hit it you know it's the speed with which you hit it and yeah it's you know it's just kind of a thing that becomes second nature but that's what you have to be able to do to hold these greens otherwise you could land it on the green but it'll just go bouncing off and then you're like either chipping from this ridiculously tight Bermuda grass or you're putting from you know 40 yards away just trying to avoid rolling it off again it's it's a an, it's another world and, and you know so when people come down here and they want to hang out and play golf they're like hey I'd love to play the course you know that they just played the Honda Classic course and I'm like I'll do it, but I want to tell you this is not going to be fun. You'll, <laughs> it'll be cool to see a course that you saw on TV and the bear trap and all that, but I'm just telling you, you know, you're probably going to shoot, you know, I mean, you're going to shoot well above what you usually shoot, and there are a few other courses here that are good courses that are comparable to a, a standard course. Just beware. And and so I was saying to Adam, I said, what's the deal? And he goes, firm greens are everything. He goes, that's what separates and that was why when the greens softened up at Belle Reve for the PGA Championship, they made such a big deal about it. But at that time, I hadn't experienced firm greens. And it's not just firm greens. It's, it's just a, a lack of being able to control a golf ball. Because he said, if you give us, and I think he said, I can't remember if he said this before we started recording or while we started recording. He said, if you give us soft greens, and we're 200 yards out, and we know we can land it. We're just going to go at the pin all day, and almost everybody out here is going to be able to hit it and stick it. Which, of course, almost everybody listening to this is just like, from 200 yards, they can hit it to within five feet and stick it. But the reality is they can't. The thing that changes it is the firmness of the greens. And while that's something, in some sense, you can control if the weather is right. That's why they couldn't do it at Belle Reve, because of how hot it was, and they couldn't mess with it. Uh, so that's why they were soft. The wind is the factor that, of course, is not anything that can be controlled. And so when it gets super windy, they get even firmer. And that's what you had a couple of weeks ago at Bay Hill on that Saturday in which I think one player shot under par. Max Homa. Uh, everybody else shot over par, and it was absolute carnage. Uh, and Adam said he loved it. He said it was a fun, one of the funnest rounds I've ever played because it was just absolute chaos, and it forced you to, to think differently. Um, so th- this, is a, this, is a, this is an interview that gets into the weeds. Uh, there's no question about that as far as golf goes, as far as how he plays, approach, his mindset, and, um, and then certainly what's going on right now with the sports world being shut down and, um, and its impact. And also, I think he gave some perspective that might not be out there, as I'm talking to you, Pete, anyway, with regard to um, what they are thinking uh, with the, uh, the major schedule and the Masters, which I think will be of note to people. Again, assuming that by the time this interview makes its way out there, that uh, people, you know, the world hasn't changed yet again or something has changed substantially with golf. So um, just a, a piece of information there. I don't know how long we went. Uh, I know it was a good long while. I enjoy talking with him. He is a great smartass. He is a great smartass and uh and that certainly goes on when we're playing and uh and also in this interview it's very dry cutting um and it's in my direction so that will make those of uh, you who strongly dislike me happy as i as i experience some shrapnel over the course of the interview so adam long came over because uh, we weren't going to be meeting in a uh, public spot these days, and we did the interview, and uh, and I appreciate him doing that, especially considering his wife is going to be giving birth to their first child here in about, uh, in about a month. So Adam Long in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, the Francis Howell grad, Duke uh, grad, who has won on the PGA Tour. He won what uh, now is the Amex. Uh, I think it's the Amex Classic. Amex uh, that, that uh, is in Palm Springs. It was the Desert Classic when he won it in 2019, beating Phil Mickelson by holing out a putt with Mickelson standing right behind him. And he is uh, starting to have some consistent performances on a tour, especially during this Florida swing that was halted after one round of the Players' Championship in Ponte Vedra. So grateful for Adam's time at the thehomelonexpert.com studios. Ryan Kelly, the Home Loan Expert, a loyal sponsor. Of this podcast from the very beginning, Ryan Kelly, the home dot grateful for his support. Interest rates, it goes without saying. This is this is. Uh, I mean, I feel like I've been saying it since the beginning of the podcast, but now we're at a point where I don't know if they can't even get lower, but they are, of course, at all time lows. Ryan Kelly, the home dot buying a home, refinancing, make sure you're doing it with Ryan Kelly, the home dot Our guest sponsors every week. Guest sponsor is Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And for now more than a year, year and a half, uh, you're talking about uh, somebody I've been advising you to do business with, and that's when things were much different than they are now. And I will, uh, I will tell you this, to be able to have somebody in so many different areas of the world right now, uh, by that I mean not, not uh, locations but industries, to lean on. Uh, It gives you some form of peace of mind at a time of perhaps the highest anxiety of any of our lifetimes. And uh, financial certainly would be at or near the top of the list. So we had somebody on the uh, radio show text in and say, you know, I hear Mark Hanna every week on the show. And every time I think I need to give that guy a call. And I say... I just, I mean, every week I say it. I'm like, you're going to be happy if you did. You are going to feel better about the situation if you did. So now, perhaps more than ever, go to evergreenstl.com, Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, or give him a call at 314-889-0503, 314-889-0503, and you'll be very happy uh, after you talk with him. He speaks with everyday people every day about getting their finances organized and especially right now with the situation that uh, the global economy is in. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314 503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Mark Hanna with Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Um, this is uh, another sponsor. I mean, it's kind of all perfect timing, as unfortunate as the perfect timing is, is uh, you want to make sure that everything is buttoned up right now. I mean, that, that it kind of is an obvious statement, but this is the person. They, it just, it's it's great fortune that, you know, the people I'm naming, Ryan Kelly, Mark Hanna, James Carlton, I know them all. It's not like somebody emailed me copy and said, hey, vouch for these guys. I wouldn't do it. I know them all. And uh, so impressed with James Carlton that I switched to James Carlton for auto, for home, for life. Make sure that everything is in check, and they will do it for you at the James Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency in Webster Groves. There's not a doubt in my mind about it, man. There's not a doubt in my mind. Got a text from them this week. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency in Webster Groves. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. Support our sponsors and in this case, I uh, can speak with the great amount of confidence that these sponsors are the people you want to make sure you're doing business with at a time like this. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency and Design Air Heating and Cooling. Online at designairservice.com, the number one train dealer in the Midwest. It's hard to stop a train. Seth Goldkamp and his family have taken care of St. Louisans for generations you're having any heating and cooling issues they're the H- official HVAC provider of this podcast go online at designairservice.com I am a client of Seth Goldcamp and design air heating and cooling as well so you find yourself at home of course now way more than before make sure that that home is taken care of and they can install air purifiers for you for your concerns it's Seth Goldkamp, Design Air Heating and Cooling, the number one train dealer in the Midwest. You'll find them at designairservice.com. That's right. You'll find them at designairservice.com. Thank you to all of our sponsors who make this podcast possible. Our guest this week, presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, ladies and gentlemen, from Francis Howell to the PGA Tour, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Long. Adam, welcome back. Happy to be back. This is an honor do you really mean
2: that no but it's just something it seems like everybody else always says on those shows so i (laughs) I try to thank you i could
0: tell by your facial expression that you weren't being sincere so what what is this time like for you and your peers on the pga tour weird yeah
2: very very weird i think because most off seasons are in the winter time and we're used to it we're ready for it mentally prepared for it we've got trips planned we've got you know holidays it's that's all scheduled in there, and and you know it's coming all the time. But now this is more of an, a sudden, abrupt stop, and uh, so it's just a weird time.
0: And now, I mean, as you and I are talking, it's uh, Thursday, uh, on March 19th. Yes, Thursday, March 19th, 2020. I feel like the world could change by, you know, an hour from now, much less a couple days from now. But since we uh, saw each other last, the tour has canceled a variety of events, which means the soonest you guys would be playing would be what, the end of May, I guess, it seems like? Yeah, the end of
2: May would be the Colonial Charles Schwab Challenge, which would be like, yeah, May 18th would be the first day of practice rounds, I think.
0: Yeah. So what are you, like, you want to stay sharp, I assume. You know, I was watching guys get interviewed as they were leaving TPC for the players. And Kevin Na, for example, is like, usually I'd just go home and I'd, you know, I'd hit balls, I'd play, I'd, I'd practice. I'm just, you know, in this situation... I think I'm just going to spend some time with my family. Now, I know you and your wife are about to have a baby, uh, so you don't have kids running around. He has a couple. But how are you staying? I mean, I'm sure you're playing and staying fresh and all of that, but how are you handling it as far as the golf side of it?
2: Right. It's, it's a little weird. I don't know. It's it's typically you take, you know, in a normal off season you would take a, the first, I don't know, a week, two weeks to just kind of chill and hang out and have some fun and relax and then – you know, maybe start ramping up some workouts and some little more in depth and detailed like practice and start playing a, a, towards the end, you start playing a lot more is kind of how I typically would go about it. But this is such a long break. Um, you know, it's not four or five weeks. This is going to be, you know, an eight week deal probably. Mm-hmm. And at least, I mean, I'd, I'd be surprised if that was our first week back, but hopefully it is. Yeah. Um, hopefully that's what happens. But yeah, so I mean, so far, it's just been a, a little bit of like shock. Honestly, um, I had a mini breakdown on Tuesday at home, I was like, we were doing some laundry and stuff. And I just like looked up at my wife. I was like, wait, is today Tuesday? Like, I've been home for we have only been home for four days. Like, I feel like, the, <laughs> like it's been a week. Like, what in the world are we doing? So um, yeah, I probably could get a little more uh, regimented and scheduled here soon. But um, so far, it's been mostly shock.
0: So I want a few things on, on, on the golf side of it. First off, you've been playing at least it seems like really well going into when it when it was a full stop after the first round at the players would you agree with that characterization of the way you've been playing
2: yeah for the most part i had a few up and down events here and there in the spring but for the most part i've been on top of things and feeling pretty good about it and had a couple top 25 top 30 finishes here at the Honda and uh, the next week at Bay Hill and had a nice start at the players. Yeah. And, three under and yeah. the lead
0: you now Hideki Matsuyama went off in you know, nine under, sure. but three under is pretty nice day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And
2: I felt like in total control of my game, I knew where I was at a new um, complete game. I was in total control. And so, you know, those are good feelings to have that don't, you don't always have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I didn't feel like I was searching that much. I felt like I was in, uh, in the driver's
0: seat, but all everything came to a screeching halt. Right when when you're in that mindset, what is what is what are you feeling is right? It's it, um, and I know it might be difficult to to convey verbally the abstract, but you know, versus when you're struggling, what is what is right for you?
2: Yeah, for me, it's usually a golf swing, a mechanical full swing thing, is where I draw a lot of my confidence from. And um, when I'm on and ball striking, I feel like I'm 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 striking it nicely. Then. I feel like everything else kind of falls into place and I'm giving myself a lot of birdie opportunities and it just takes a lot of stress off my game. And, um, you know, when, it, when I'm spending a lot of time on the range trying to just figure out some feels to, you know, get back to where I don't have to think about the golf swing as the is the goal, really. You mm-hmm. don't want to be thinking mechanically that much when you're playing. But when I'm playing my best, I'm not thinking that way. And um, so but when I'm on with my ball striking, I, I, I get the most confidence from that. And that's how I was starting to feel. Uh, I did some work with Josh Gregory that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of – of the players and um you know did a lot some tempo things and just a few little things that just are fleeting in golf but um you know i felt like i was in control
0: yeah and and so uh i I walked with your dad and josh when i followed you in the second round the honda uh your back nine which was the front nine of the course finished birdie par birdie uh and I had a couple of questions. I'm going to get into the weeds on this here, but I'm going to go into the weeds and I know you'll go to the weeds. You'll go into the weeds. Sure. First off, number one on Thursday on number 17, which, which is right out here. I come out here with my two year old son since it's in the backyard. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see how Adam's doing. And you would hit it in the bunker. I don't know if you remember this. Oh, I remember you that. remember this. Oh yeah. Okay. So your dad told me this and I've been looking forward to asking this question. You walk up clearly. You're not happy with the situation and and you were playing well uh, i think you were actually at the top of the leaderboard you know the first few holes of the, the whole thing and and you look at the ball and you're not happy and you go in there and then you don't get out with your first shot and then you get out with your second shot and then wind up missing the putt and doubling it if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. and talking to your dad walking with him the next day and i said yeah i felt terrible i walked out there and then he double bogeys a hole i said i need to hide out you know and uh, and he said, well, yeah. He goes, but he had a really bad lie, and so he, he intentionally didn't hit out. Is that accurate?
2: Um, so, somewhat, yeah. Um, I mean, it's accurate that it's probably your fault that for doubling it. I'd say that's probably. the <laughs> best. Edit this out. Somebody <laughs> get the shears. Yeah, yeah, I think that's clear. Um, no, I yeah, I pin was back right, water right, bunker left, and bailed left. Um, so I hit in the bunker, and you know you know it's gonna be a tough bunker shot, and but I got over there. And it was plugged, it was buried in the bunker, and so a terrible lie now in in on the other side of the bunker, going towards the hole the the green runs towards the water right and if it if a plugged bunker shot, hard to stop right anyway, and let alone on a green that's firm, fast and running away um, and downwind to add it so mm-hmm. it was all, all the forces working against me and so I mean, I talked with my caddy about all our options, going backwards, left, right, and it was just so much water and everywhere you looked, it was just like this is not a good situation so Honestly, we talked and decided my best case scenario was to in- advance it you know, four feet and hope that it hits in the rough and p- kind of catches, yeah. catches the rough and pops up and trickles onto the green and maybe you have a, a par putt of some sort. And so that was our game plan was like, barely get it to the rough. Like, don't overdo it. Right, by any means. Right. If anything, underdo it. And then you got a normal bunker shot. It's not going to be buried like my first one was. And so I hit the hit the bunker shot, and didn't hit it hard enough. I air it on the safe side. The only problem with that was the next one had a little mini plug.
0: Oh, no way. So that one's
2: buried now, too, kind of closer to the lip now. And it wasn't nearly as hard. There's a lot more sand. I could just kind of pop it out. I knew it wasn't probably going to go in the water, but it was still a tough one to get close because you have to swing just hard enough to get it out of the bunker and over the lip, but not too hard that it goes flying across into the water. Yes. Um, because actually the drop would have been back all the way back. All the way to the, back by the tee, like the what tea. twenty yards in front
0: of the tee box. Yeah,
2: it could have been like a, going all the way back to like hundred and thirty yard shot. That's made. where
0: the drop would be.
2: Yeah, because it was a yellow hazard, and so I was just looking at like, oh man, this is rough.
0: Oh my god.
2: And so, um, yeah, we ended up, uh, you know, making five there, but it was pretty disappointing because I had been kind of cruising, right? And, you know, I know these holes are hard. And the course is hard, and pars are always good, and. You know, I wasn't trying to do anything crazy. I was, I was trying to be conservative and give myself a bogey probably, but ended up making a five, which, you know, was a little disappointing. But birdied the, the hole afterwards, so.
0: Yeah, birdie birdied 18. Yeah. The, the reason why I ask is when your dad told me that, I go, that is just not, I'm sure some amateur players are listening to this and going to even think that way is so, like, foreign. It's it's, it's a meta thought process that, okay, I know I'm not going for the flag. Like, the, the logic of the 20 handicapper or even in my case, six handicappers. Oh, we're just going for it no matter what, no matter what. And to think your way around, like, okay, I'm going to accept my bogey, but I'm going to take, at least I think I'm going to take a disastrous double mm-hmm. or, hell, like you said, maybe go back to the tee box mm-hmm. or the drop zone, which is basically the tee box yeah. out of it. And I thought, God, that stuff doesn't even cross my mind. And then I wound up getting a nine on that hole a few days later <laughs> <laughs> because I had the exact same situation. I was like, yeah, Adam Long yeah. was in here. Yeah. And, and I just I had the same thing and I'm like, "Oh, good. I had a good bunker shot and then it just kept rolling and rolling and then it went into the water." Yeah, I think
2: part of that is as professionals, we're looking at it as as a bigger picture. We're trying to minimize the damage control and we're trying to, you know, at, take advantage of good situations, but yeah, uh, we're not thinking about this particular hole or winning the hole against the team and we don't have a partner to kind of bank on and yeah. be like, "Oh, whatever, it is a bad hole, move on to the next." It's like, "Well, we got to post a score here and and then tomorrow we got to come back out and post another score and then day after that as well like this is a big deal Mm -hmm. um we can't really um afford to just kind of take unnecessary risks i guess
0: yeah and and so i was thrilled to see that you were you know hanging around certainly on friday i guess i didn't see the back nine the beginning of the bear trip on trap on friday with 15 your dad said you had a good uh shot and got a bad break where it bounced hard and went off the backside. I guessed on Friday that's going to happen. That's part of the deal. But then you got things right, and we started following you on the front, my wife and I, and um, and your playing partner, who also is a is a I don't know what the right word is student client of Josh Josh's uh, Seewu Kim is Ryan Armor as well. No, no, he's not. But he was in your mm-hmm. he was in your group, uh, and he's fighting to make the cut. And you're in a spot where you're looking pretty good numbers wise. And I'm curious. Again, I'm getting into the weeds on this, but I want to hear the thought process. How much of that factors into your approach on some shots? Like, uh, like on number eight, for example, you went right, you're in the woods, you might have a, a window to get across the water and onto the green, but you're two or three strokes away from the cut, looking good. You can punch it out and then try to get, get up and down from what, 120 out or so, which you were able to do, it was a hell of a four. And if you were in a different spot, if you were in Siwoo's spot, are you taking a different approach? I'm curious what the mindset is.
2: Yeah, I think so. I, I think it, it, there's definitely a difference in approach there. Um, you know, you'd like to say, no, it's just one shot at a time, and you're just trying to do the best you can every hole and all that, but, which is definitely true. But there are c- certain circumstances where you either need to kind of get a little bit more aggressive or a little bit more conservative. But, um, you know, I, I, I hopefully I'm at the point now in, in my career or whatever that I – making cuts isn't a goal of mine. That's not, there's no, I, I have goals for the year or whatever and it's not, That not. there's not, not one goal about how many cuts can I possibly make or, you know. Uh, it, it's more about your, your big weeks. It's more mm-hmm. about your finishes and so I know that. And yes, it's still nice to make the cut. You still wanna make the cut and sometimes it, you're grinding it out just to make the cut and it's very important, but at the end of the day there's no award for making the most cuts or anything. Um, finishing 50th, 60th, 40th every week won't get you very far. So um, hopefully you're, you know, a big part of my mindset is on making sure that on Thursday and especially on Friday, but my goal is not to make the cut. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if you set your goal there and your expectations and your focus on what that cut going to be and where you're, where you stand as far as where the cut is, I think that's usually where you're going to end up. And I've kind of, I've learned that. I've been in that world. Do you think
0: that's where you were your first year out there? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah.
2: Especially at the beginning. Yeah. Not so much towards, you know, last summer or anything uh, later on, but certainly those first five or six events you know that's all I could think about was like I need to make a cut to advance my priority ranking and get into more events and um, it's just a lot of mess that you don't really need out there so um, I've made it a priority of mine to not care as much about the cut Um, now saying that it's you always know what it is for the most part and um so it, it can be a little bit of a drama
0: <laughs> yeah I, I I mean it that that tournament is so different too because par is a good score sure. you know as opposed to like if everybody was putting up a you know the winning score is going to be what 20 something under you're sure. like oh I got a fire here for a birdie because par is basically like a like a bogey are there certain players who you like to play with where you can see the pairing sheet and you go oh good that'll be good because they match up with your style so to speak or the way you like to go about it when you're out there or they is that is that the case or are there?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I honestly I don't mind playing with just about anybody for the most part. I think but I saw your
0: tweet when you were playing your first round at the uh, the players and you had what Davis Love the third and who else was in? Yeah, Bay Hill. Um, with oh yeah, uh, yeah Davis yeah, Love Hill, and, Hill, That's and, right. Uh, and VJ Singh. Yeah, <laughs> and you said what? There's how many majors? Amongst yeah, we them? had uh, <laughs> I think we
2: had uh, like five majors and uh, like. 56 wins between the three of us, <laughs> the three uh, of us. Yep, yep, not bad. bad
0: that's not bad at all it's a hell of a group <laughs> but are, I mean, that was it was odd to have you
2: in that group wasn't it yeah it was a little weird a little strange <laughs> um it's just kind of how it shook out right. i'm sure the system just spit it out but um that was a cool experience though honestly i mean i've watched them since i was a kid yeah i had played with vj at the players last year so we had a little bit of uh, a pass there but um and i had met davis here and there our lockers are always close together and so we see each other in the locker room a little bit and we always have a little chat for the most part but I never played with them before, so I was looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, have you have you had a round with uh, with Tiger Capka? have. Is has that, has that happened? Uh, I yeah. haven't played with Tiger yet. Yeah.
2: that's probably the biggest, uh, you know, the the biggest name, I guess, or something that that would really get my attention. Yeah. Um, some of the other superstars, young guys, you know, I I feel like I we're the same age for the most part, or close to it, mm-hmm. or I've played junior golf with, or college golf, or at some point we've had some sort of interaction, or down here and. Um, so I mean, I, yeah, I played with Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler in the last year. Um, for example. you've been paired with them, yeah. For example, and that, it's it's cool. I mean, they definitely live a different life than me, and they have a they bring a lot of fans out with them, and a lot of people follow them around, and you know, they're in, they're watching us as well. And um, there's definitely a little difference there, but it, it's not like playing against or with. I should say, Tiger is that's I mean, a different, that's the, different that's the world. Ultimate.
0: I'm sure you would love to have the opportunity because that means most likely something has gone right. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: (laughs) I I probably wouldn't get paired with them Thursday or Friday, but it would probably, you know, a likely situation would be a Saturday or Sunday.
0: Let's go back to the Masters last year. So you played in it did not make the cut correct correct um but you i'm sure were watching on sunday mm-hmm. what were you thinking as you i mean that's like a classic like if that pops up on the golf channel i'm watching it now you right. know right. what were what were you thinking because i mean some big names it's the masters it's, yeah. gonna, it's gonna have to be big right. names but there were some big names competing and then there he is what were you thinking yeah. as a as i mean a i golfer? was rooting for tiger yeah <laughs> i yeah. mean
2: uh not gonna lie i was definitely wanting him to win uh, were you your
0: place down but, here but uh, what's that were you your place down here i assume or were you we still were, there uh
2: we had just gotten to hilton head for the next oh okay week, that's the right that's right rbc yep. heritage there so um but yeah i mean we i was watching along um just like everybody else and I were was, you watching with some other players no i was watching just with my wife i think we were just traveling i think we had it up on the ipad for a long time okay. with the car driving over and it was uh it was awesome i mean it was it was unreal i, I didn't think he was gonna win but i wanted him to win mm-hmm. um I just have always been a fan i've watched him since i was a kid it's a big reason why i'm playing golf and why i'm a pro golfer and i think you know watching him succeed is is unlike anything other anything else so yeah i was rooting for him big time but i didn't think he was going to pull it off just because he hadn't won something like that in so long and and especially in that fashion like he was going to have to do some great things to win it wasn't he didn't need to just kind of hold on he needed to he needed to make some birdies and win and uh it was it was anybody's game. There's you know Molinari had the issue on 12, and it just got it got crazy quick. But mm-hmm. uh, that was a, some some pretty awesome golf to watch.
0: Does having him in your in that that day, they were because of the weather. They had put you're going out in, in threes. You know it wasn't a pairing. You're going out in threes because of the weather. Do you think that that gets in even, guy? I mean, what Molinari had won the Open. You know, six months earlier, seven months earlier. Uh, who else was Finau I think was also in there mm-hmm. uh, if I'm not yep. mistaken yeah Brooks had a chance Brooks was there August in the in the group had a chance, yeah. does, does that does does that you think it gets in guys heads
2: I don't know probably a little bit yeah I mean, you certainly hear it you hear the roars out there I mean Augusta's unlike anything else with the with the roars and the sound I mean you just know where he is and I can't imagine I wasn't were you one. out on the
0: course at the same time as him on Thursday and Friday
2: uh I don't know to yeah. be honest um But I've been around him in other places and other tournaments enough that you know where he is at all times. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it probably does a little bit. I mean, these guys are are killers, right? You're talking about major champions, some of the best in the world, some of the best of all time are out there playing, trying to win the the Masters. So um, it probably does play a little part, but I I don't think it affects them all that much.
0: Now that you've played it, um, what was your... What stands out to you? I say the Masters 2019. I know everybody else goes, you know, Tiger Woods won it. You played it. What 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 do you remember? What stands out to you from that?
2: Um, I mean, right away, it's just that I played. I realized afterwards that I played the, those two rounds with a cracked driver that I didn't realize was cracked. Um, what the I had hell? A, a little issue like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I was just not hitting my driver that great. But some of the good ones were good, and then the bad ones were just not that great. And... I was on the on the uh, range with my coach, Josh, a lot, trying to work out some – I thought it was my swing, but I just couldn't hit my normal little draw, and I was hitting these weird shots, and every once in a while, it would be like a knuckle diver, and I'm just, I just was really annoyed, and we spent so much time. That was the, That's what kills me is, like, I spent so much time working on something that I couldn't fix, but I thought I could. And I just wasted so much energy and time on that. It, I mean, I warmed up longer than normal with the driver, and I hit – You know, normally I'm hitting five or six, seven drivers, and I'm hitting like 20 out there Mm -hmm. uh, before I go out there, and so that was probably the most disappointing thing. Um, It's not an excuse because I actually hit it okay in the tournament, just pretty uh, pretty short, and uh, I was I wasn't hitting as far as normal, and uh, you know I missed a few fairways that I just. Didn't know why kind of thing. So there's a few weird ones, but it wasn't, it wasn't way off is, is why I didn't think it didn't was the think driver. It, yeah. yeah. If it was way off and it was just every single one, it's like, obviously, mm-hmm. but I, I got to Hilton head on Monday and I went to the range and hit a few. And I realized like, I, I looked at it a little closer and I just saw just the little hairline fracture in the groove. Of the face of the driver, so that's what, it was a little hidden in the groove, God. and so that's just it just kind of eats at me a little bit because it's such a you know you oh. don't know how many masters you're ever going to play. Yeah, um, I mean I could have made, made the cut anyway. It's not like I putted. Would you wind up shoot? What do you? I don't. I'm, I don't even remember either. Honestly, yeah. uh, I think I probably missed the cut by four or something. Yeah. But um, you know, if I would have putted great, I would have made the cut. So it's you know, there's plenty of reasons why I didn't make the cut, but that's just that's one that eats at me because I. I just spent so much time on it and energy, and it just wore me out.
0: Is there a set number of putts that you're like, "That was a good day putting"? Because I guess the reason I ask, like, for me, it's like, okay, if I know that for me, and you'll laugh at the number. Mm Yeah, I can already see you getting ready to go. I I, I might not say it. I might edit in what the number is so you don't hear and laugh. But for me, if I have 30 putts or less, all right, you're not laughing. No, that's 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 acceptable. All right, right. I
2: mean, it's just it totally.
0: But there's a bunch of factors. Yeah, exactly. For you guys, there's 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 your proximity sure. and the course. Yeah, and, and, and how
2: many greens you hit. Right. I mean, if you miss 18 greens, you're gonna have less putts because all your chips and stuff are gonna be closer than. That's a, assuming than a gentleman a can chip. Yeah, <laughs> but eventually, whenever you get to the green, it should be closer than you know your shot from 200 yards. Right. So it's totally relative to the greens and proximity that you hit. I mean, if you hit every single green, you're probably gonna have more putts. You just are right so um, absolutely have it, it's a it's not necessarily a number of putts but uh you can break it down to proximity and you know three putts are always bad and i know you have too many of those
0: um, and i felt like that was directed fair. at me
2: yeah that's why i looked at you <laughs> um,
0: as opposed to our so
2: live studio
0: audience here thing. in the <laughs> dining room <laughs>
2: They're, those are always bad for everybody. So minimizing those is, is key. But no, I don't have a, a number of actual
0: putts. What were those Augusta greens like? I mean, are they, were that a different world than anything you can compare it to, or are they comparable to anything?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they were. There's just so much slope to them, and there's some such little tricky reads that you think is going to go left, and then you got to okay, Ray's Creek is over there, but man, this thing looks like it's going to go left, and then you put and it doesn't go left. And, wow. um,
0: so it does benefit the guy, like couples every year. It's, I feel like he's just like, you know, he's, he's not gonna win longer. They're yeah. not gonna win, but they're like, they from a DraftKings perspective, they only cost 6,000. It's like, <laughs> I might as well put yeah. them in because they're gonna be there. Right, and I think- And that, that's because of the course knowledge? You do think yeah, there's Yeah, I think there.
2: there's a lot of course knowledge, and I went early and worked with uh, a local caddy there as well, but I, I think there's so many like, spots. Say, for, take the first green, for example. Short right, missing short right on one is fine for two of the pins, but another pin or yeah. two is awful place yeah. to be, or, or like left of one terrible to like a left pin um but you got to be no you got to know that standing back in the fairway that like okay i know yesterday it was okay to be short right yeah. today i cannot be short right yeah. to this pin and and sometimes it's a long ways away from the hole and it's impossible to get close even though you have all this green to work with it's still impossible so and each green is very different and you got to know your spots and know which which little slopes to take and which ones you can't and it's, uh, it's just amazing, and, and it's also, it was interesting how much the course changed throughout the week. I mean, I got there Sunday night, and I mean, by Thursday morning, the course was a lot different. It was firmer, faster yeah. than, than it was in practice rounds.
0: Did you ever catch yourself at all, and I mean, I might, I maybe you wouldn't, letting the course get in your head, letting the event get in your head?
2: Um, yeah, probably a little yeah. bit. I, I mean, think so. I mean, you, you know it's different. It's very different. Um, We're used to seeing these big, huge tents and corporate hospitality um, events that are on every, uh, you know, a handful of the holes out there. You're used to seeing these big advertisements of, take here, for example, the Honda Classic. You see Honda everywhere. You see Golf Channel everywhere. You see MasterCard. You see all these sponsorships and these big TV towers. And um, out there, the Masters, there's none of that. There's only chairs mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> there's a few stands out there on, a, on certain holes for sure there's some bleachers but it's not like uh it's not like anything else and then the the whole tournament's run differently i mean there's different yardage books there's different pin sheets there's different rule book uh that, you know there's a whole different the locker room's different it, it's a very different feel um than what we're accustomed to on the pga tour which every week is for the most part, pretty similar. Mm-hmm. And the Masters, they just do everything a little different. It's great. It's just a little different. So you just know, like, okay, this is not normal. <laughs> this is something different.
0: I, I, maybe I'm off the mark here. I just feel like, you know, monitoring, you know, your play this year, I feel like, you know, if there were a Masters this year and if you were able to be part of the field, that you would at least in your mind go down there, or is the case where we are, up there, feel having a different approach. I think more confidence and comfort, and of course you'd have the course knowledge, but I just feel like your game's at a different place and you're at a different place mentally, that you'd be more on the offensive, so to speak. Is that a good read or is it Yeah,
2: absolutely. I think that's, yeah, I think that's showed in my play this year and I think that's how I feel about just any other week on tour now, compared to last year where I was showing up and didn't know where the locker room was. Mm -hmm. And you know, now I got it and I know what to expect. I know which holes are, you know, conservative holes to play and which holes you can go at it and i the harder holes are seeming easier now um pj national is one of the hardest courses if not the hardest course we play all year and i was not nearly as uh i don't know if nervous is the right word but i wasn't i was way more comfortable this year than not I was intimidated last year. by not the a, course not as yeah. intimidated it feels a little bit more like a home course every week out there and i can't imagine the guys that have been out here for 20 years how they feel but mm-hmm. that's just me in one year so um, yeah, I think that's uh, for Augusta. Same deal. I think I would know what to expect. I'd know the feelings. I'd know the expectations a lot more, and I would put me. A, it would put me a lot more ease, and I'd feel a lot more confident.
0: Gut feeling. Do you think you will be playing? Do you think the, the Masters will be taking place in 2020? Man,
2: gut feeling. I, I was at a no about 24 hours ago. Oh and wow! Now I'm starting to kind of come around and say maybe they will try to have it in the fall, but. I can't imagine. Do, do you,
0: you know. have like some Bud Fox, Gordon Gecko intel, or are you? Uh, I can't. Uh, I can't. Nice, good. You're handling this say. right. You are a seasoned veteran. Yeah, you're, I appreciate Shaking fit. and bacon. But I like don't, I'm don't know, interviewing honestly. Quinn Snyder right now. <laughs> they
2: would. <laughs> they would. Shout out to Duke. They, they definitely want to. I think they want to get it done. It's just I can't imagine a Masters in October. I don't know what the grass would look like. I don't know what the flowers would look like. I don't know what the product would be, and would I'm be. sure
0: a lot of people listening is going, well, "What does it matter?" Because they're picturing they play a public course in St. Louis or a private course in St. Louis or whatever, and they're like, "Well, what does it matter?" But Augusta's is a different animal. It is, and, and if you could explain, I know you're not going to go into the, uh, you know, growing grass and all that, yeah. but there is a reason why they actually shut the thing down after you guys are done, right?
2: Yeah, they open for another month or month and a half after the Masters, but they, um, yeah, they shut it down completely, and there's hardly any grass out there, and. Um, they shut it down all summer. So then, to, to and they get it going. I've played it actually in, I think it was October in 2010. I, after I graduated, there was a member that had us out, and so I went and played it then. And it's different. I mean, obviously they're not preparing for the Masters then, but um, you know they like to oversee that with I think it's gr- uh, rye grass over the Bermuda, which is natural around mm-hmm. there. And that's better in the springtime than it is to start at the end of the summer to start trying to grow that kind of grass. It's yeah. just very difficult. But I, again, it's Augusta so they can do uh, very powerful things right. that
0: normal courses can't amazing how it would wind up working. Right. Uh, as, as far as like how this is impacting the game overall, not you individually, when you talk with your, your peers, I know you have some guys who you're obviously close with. What are they saying about this situation?
2: I, I think it, A lot of it's funny. A lot of it probably depends on your situation. Um, I'm fortunate enough that this year I'm fully exempt. I've had a good year to start anyway, but even if I hadn't, I'd be fully exempt for the next next season whenever that starts. Um, And so I'm comfortable. I'm okay. Uh, Another one of my friends I hung out with last night, Bo Hogue, on the PGA Tour as a rookie, came off the Corn Ferry Tour, limited starts. He's had a decent start to the season, pretty good position, but he needs these starts. He needs to perform you know, to finish out the season. So he needs these events. He needs it bad. Um, same as uh, Michael who Canadian guy I played with yesterday, also a rookie on the PGA Tour, hasn't gotten off to a very good start so far and needs as many opportunities as possible. He can't be canceling events, and he's hoping that, um, you know, maybe they extend it to a, a kind of a two-year deal so he gets status next year, whenever that is, or mm-hmm. kind of combine this season and next season. Yeah. Um, I, so I don't know. I don't, everybody's in a little different situation, but it does have implications on the corn Ferry tour and their finals and Q school starting, um, Canadian tour, Latin America tour. And those feed into the corn Ferry tour, which feed into the PJ tour. Yeah. And it's a, it's a big deal and it's not easy to, to figure this out. So, um, I don't know what they'll do, but it seems like they're probably going to extend maybe the playoffs another week or two. Um, later in the, into the fall just by a little bit and add, make sure we get all the majors in there, make sure we get um, some of the other big events. And, and so you to, think
0: they will try to get all of the majors in?
2: Yeah, the Masters is the tricky one because our season is supposed to end in you know August, September, right. and they want to have this Masters in October, which would be the start of the next season. Well, I don't know. So you'd have two Masters in the same season, or, and who qualifies for that? Typically, if you've won a P.J. Tour event in the last year, you're in the Masters well, does everybody get into the October one, or is it if you win this summer, you're actually not in the next Masters in the fall, but you're in the Spring Masters. And so I, it's very confusing. I don't know. Oh, man, I'm telling you, it's something else. Well, it would
0: be great if it still could, still could happen. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this with regarding golf courses and shutting down. Like, of course, you have courses you play down here to just practice and also play. That's something that at this moment is being debated. Now, Washington, the state of Washington, Uh, is one of the, at the moment, as you and I are talking, one of the hardest-hit places, and they sent something out yesterday. Um, I saw Chris Nagel, actually, St. Louis guy, um, retweet this, that they listed the activities that they said are still cool to do. And this is one of the hardest-hit states, and golf was one of them. Um, I know that neither one of us are in a position to to pontificate on it, but it does seem, when you're out there, if you're out there and you played with three guys yesterday, and even if you had a caddy, Mm -hmm. I don't really. I mean, I know none of us really know what the real, real, real risks are. But what are your thoughts on just being out there and playing your comfort level, especially as a guy who's about to become a parent here for the first time in a month? You know, I mean, what do you think? And what do you think? What do your peers think about yeah,
2: it? Yeah, I, I, everyone's handling it a little differently. I know some are um, walking only. Um, they're just going to take their bag, and that's all they want to do. Um, an LPGA player has told, has said that like she's just not going to touch the golf cart, she's just gonna get out of her car, go on the golf course, play, and that's just her. Um, and that's uh, totally understandable. Uh, we played yesterday, for example, at foursome. We took two carts. Um, the staff promised us <laughs> that they had sanitized all the handles, all the steering wheels, everything should be completely clean. We had our own hand sanitizer anyway to, on top of that. Um, we all None of us touched the flag stick. We all put our glove on to take the flag stick out. You know, I mean, why not? Uh, you don't have to touch that. Right. Um, you could leave it in. Yeah, you don't even I, have to take yeah, it I didn't even, I, didn't, I just left it in yesterday. Right, you can leave it in, yeah. uh, which is fine. But you're also probably going to touch it while you get your ball out of the hole. It's hard not to, yeah. but you're probably going to touch it a little bit. But um, I think there's some precautions you can take. And the rakes. What about the, the rakes? rakes? Yeah, same deal. Put, keep your glove on. and. Yeah. Um, so I think everyone's added probably a little handling it a little differently. But um, it, it, I just can't imagine us not playing. Um I think it's one of the safest things to do. Far, I mean, you can be as far away from your playing partners and competitors as you want. You don't have to be close. You don't have to touch each other. And uh, you can be safe about it. So I, I think as long as we're safe and we're aware of it and we're all on the same page and it's a thing, we don't have to shake hands afterwards. And um, I think it's OK. Yeah. Uh,
0: the, the, some clubs, I guess, are taking precautions like no carts. Some are saying no mem- no guests, mm-hmm. excuse me. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I have no idea. It's just one of those things that I feel like people, to be able to get out, they compare it to hiking. You know? It's like you're not going to shut down hiking, mm-hmm. but then at the same time you're not touching, take your pick of this or that. I don't know. I thought it was a positive to see that Washington, a state that's dealing with it mm-hmm. in an intense way, gave it the okay and actually encouraged people to, you know, for the purpose of getting out. If they want to get out, this is an activity you can do. Right.
2: I mean, golf, is like everything else, has never been cleaner, I feel like, right no. now. So I think it's something to be aware of and something to be safe about and to be on top of for sure. Um, but as long as we're responsible about it and, and, you know, none of us went in the clubhouse even yesterday and I think we're doing the best that we possibly can with this. And it's very difficult and it's, you know, it's this, the unknown is, is kind of scary, but at the same time for us specifically, it is our job and it, it's, it is something that we need to be on top of. Um, yeah. We can't Necessarily shut down because we, you know, we're gonna. That's our job. We have to be on top of it. So uh, it's it's a bit weird for sure.
0: Uh, you have uh, you mentioned uh, this being an honor to be a return guest. Did I say that? I believe so. We'll play the tape though back again for the live studio huh. audience here in the uh, in the dining room. You've also had the honor of getting a chance to see my game up close and personal a couple of times, um, and I and I'm sure that there's been there's been a few things you've probably told Josh about. And now we're implementing in your game and I actually think it's contributed to your performance at the Honda.
2: I've learned a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot watching you play the other day. Um, I I didn't know it was possible actually, some of those shots. But
1: Oh my gosh.
2: Um, yeah, I didn't realize you could go that far right. I didn't know you could go you could chunk a chip that bad and I didn't realize you could three putt from that close, but <laughs> It's a, all possible. I've learned a lot. It's all Josh, I need to possible.
0: talk to you. <laughs> hey, we need to implement this.
2: Realize? Yeah, I told my coach, was like, I had no idea how bad it could get. <laughs> I had no clue. So we need to be on this.
0: <laughs> we need to realize that it can get yeah. this bad. Yeah. So would, one of the things we were talking about when we played whatever it was a month ago um, was some of the, the potential for something that we've read about, but I didn't realize, you know, maybe actually has potential to happen, which is these rollbacks on equipment. I always kind of thought that was something that, that Jack Nicklaus will say when he does his annual Honda Classic press conference and it kind of has a little attention for 48 hours and then it kind of goes away. But thats is this something that you think really, really could wind up happening or is it still um, just kind of speculative? It, I think it's
2: still speculative, but it's certainly something that the USGA and the PGA Tour and others are taking pretty seriously. I think there's enough... Um, strength and clout behind the the argument for a rollback of some sort. It it gets pretty confusing um, to try to implement. But um, just as far as the the manufacturers and um, yeah, how you know it, it, and you know there's talk about bifurcation where you'd have the the PGA Tour would play a different golf ball than the than the amateur golf game would would play, and that is debatable as well if that's a good thing or bad thing for the game and. Um, you know, me personally, I don't think it's necessary. I, I just, I don't think, uh, you know, we have to draw, make the golf ball go significantly shorter for us to all to enjoy the game. It's, it's an evolving game like anything else. And it's changed over the years. Sure. Um, you know, some of the arguments would be that the, the older golf courses uh, can't, you can't play a PJ Tour event because they're too short. They've, uh, you know, we've just outgrown them and they can't, they can't, Get any longer. They've they're in a small property or for mm-hmm. whatever. So, you know, we can't go there. But at the same time, I mean, look at these hospitality tents that I was referring to earlier. That it's like, man, to hold a pj Tour event now, you just need a lot. Yeah. You need a lot of land, and uh, you know, it's just changed. And I also think that the long guys are always going to be long. Uh, and I think uh, you know, as long as like we witnessed a few weeks ago at Bay Hill, if if the greens are firm and the wind is up and the you know conditions get somewhat tough if the rough is really thick if the fairway's get narrow it's going to be hard the scores are going to be high yeah. and it's it's going to be a different game than palm springs which i do love but of course. it's a different type of game of just driver you know wedge iron make the putt move on to the next hole
0: mhm is there anything that they i mean the wind of course is this x factor can't do anything about it is there anything that the courses themselves can do would the tour allow it to make it more challenging you know when you don't have a circumstance like a course like here at pj national or the circumstances you guys had at bay hill where all hell i mean obviously at shinnecock a couple years ago all hell right. broke loose can there be something that everybody would be not everybody but a lot of people would be cool with to make it difficult and then not have to alter a rollback equipment
2: yeah i mean it's a lot of things uh, and in each course and each climate is so different if it rains you know a bunch wednesday before the tournament scores are going to be low Yeah, it's soft if it's soft and we're hitting five irons from, you know, whatever, 200 to 220. And we're hitting a five iron that's landing next to the hole and just stopping. It's very – it makes this game a lot and easier. And all
0: of you guys can do that.
2: <laughs> Give or take 20 <laughs> yards. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hit my five uh, iron 200 uh, yards. And it's
0: 200. just an, it's an amazing thing. I was telling you, I think, before we started that, you know, I played Bell Reeve the day after the PGA Championship. And how so, I, I, the guys were saying it's so soft. And I remember I think it was Kisner, and he was paired with Woodland. And he said – the thing that people don't understand is if I'm hitting, if he's hitting a seven iron, he has a huge advantage over me hitting a four iron. But out here with the conditions as they are right now, he doesn't have that big of a difference. And I was trying, I'm going, why I don't mm-hmm. get it. But then when I play these courses down here and they're firm, it's like, oh my, you can't hold greens. Right. And that's the that's the world. I mean, it's it changes a, everything. It changes the game dramatically. Holy Where crap.
2: If- if we're standing back there on a 200 yard shot and the pin's in the back right, for example, and if it's soft, I can just hit a five iron right at it or a cut four iron or whatever I want that's going right at that flag and just gonna stop. If it's 200 yards, I'm gonna try to land it 199. But if it's, if it's firm, I've gotta look, okay, this thing, I need to land like 185. I need to land it like 15 short or something, mm-hmm. at least 10 short, 10, 15 short to allow for that bounce. Well, but if the pin's tucked on the right, I there, I don't have any space there to land it eight ten yards right. from the hole. I need to go to toward the middle of the green, yeah. the front of the green. Now I've got a thirty footer for for birdie versus if it's soft, I'm hitting a five iron right at it. Maybe I've got a ten footer.
0: Yeah, and how different? I mean, it's just in a different. I mean, and then it gets into the ability to what I call sauce i don't know what what the official terminology would be holding greens that's
2: not it sauce is not sauce is not the green no what spin it would, would probably be the number one that's too confusing spin spin alert. sounds we're gonna edit we're gonna edit this
0: dope. part out as well don't don't worry it's gonna go you'll no no one will ever hear the sauce so, so, so. <laughs> i'm a six handicap and i'm doing the best i can
2: really you can do better
0: now, what do you mean by that? the the be the actual interview or my game? <laughs> yeah, I'll let you decide. For that. Yeah, this is open to interpretation. Yeah. Uh, so, that that's the thing that I, I watched. I'm just like, I mean, I, I look at that, and now you take it for granted. Was this something you were doing, like when you were playing high school, or is this something that, like, oh, I'm now I'm down at Duke, and I now need to sauce the ball? <laughs> uh, I think it's just something that
2: it's 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 kind of. I've probably done since high school probably. Really? Yeah. I mean,
0: did somebody point it out
2: to you? No, it's it's just I I don't know, I don't even have to even think about it. Especially like a full wedge, like from 100 yards or something. I mean, controlling the spin is huge. I've always spun it pretty good. Like I can spin it too much a lot of times. And, and there's a lot of times on tour where they're soft enough if they get soft that if you spin it too much, it's going to rip off the front of the green. Right. Like the spin is terrible. You don't right. want spin. Right. Um, when they're firm, you want that spin, right? Because they'll right. hold the green. But if it's soft, it's more of like, okay, I'm going to take an extra club and swing a little slower and take the spin off because I don't want this thing to juice back. Interesting. Um, but... Yeah, I think it's with the grooves, the golf ball, the, the swing speed, the angle of attack. It just produces it almost naturally. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, it's just it's something that I, I mean, you guys take for granted, but it's it's amazing. The other thing that I've noticed from 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 whether I be out here following guys or from playing with you, I always was under the impression the guys who are at your level would want to hit their their driver low, but all of you guys, it seems anyway. Now maybe it's a different circumstance. Not only are they bombs. But they go up super high. Is that something that's changed, or has that always been the way that it is?
2: Uh, I think it depends on the player. Still, yeah. I think you're seeing it higher now than it surely it was probably 20 years ago. But uh, and what what is that about? Um, I think trying to maximize your dis. I'm not a. I don't get into the weeds on TrackMan numbers or anything. But it is about maximizing your your club head speed, your angle of attack, your launch angle, and so you know you kind of have two options. You can either be Ryan Armour, like I played with sure, a yeah. great player, great dude. He hits low draw runner drives. That's just what he does. Mm-hmm. He's probably not carrying it more than anywhere from 260 to 275 on a general range day. And but that thing is rolling out over 300 yards because yeah. he's hitting these little knucklers that are just running. That's his game. He loves it. And then you have Phil Mickelson, who right now is hitting bombs. And <laughs> They are sky high. When I played with them in Palm Springs last year, I've never seen a human being hit it as high as he did. Really? And he's hitting it far. So it's high launch and ideally a little bit lower on the spin. And so you want the high launch to get it out there to carry as far as you possibly can. And then you want it to roll out as much as you possibly can. So um, Ryan Armour, for example, is not concerned about the carry as much as he is about the rollout. Um, Phil, in that case, was more concerned about carrying it just as far as he possibly can.
0: God, how do you control the spin?
2: Again, uh, with your golf ball, with your the club head, with your um, shaft. So just equipment alone can change yeah. it. Um, and then you can, the the more loft you have, the more spin you're gonna have. So you could de loft your driver. You could add loft, either at setup or through your swing. You can you can change it that way.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah. There's a lot. Uh, yeah. I don't get into <laughs> super um, detailed on that, but.
0: Uh, you are a, a huge Blues fan, um, and you were uh, there, saw, saw you outside Game 6, the Stanley Cup final. Um, seeing the Blues win the Stanley Cup, six months after, five months, six months after you win your first tour event. Hell of a 2019. Uh, find out your wife is pregnant also. Hell of a 2019. How does that, as a fan watching that, and I would imagine you had nerves for Game 7, okay, and then you are on the tour, you're putting in front of Phil Mickelson for a chance to win on the PGA Tour for the first time. I would imagine there had to have been nerves there too, but I think I said, maybe said it to you, maybe I didn't, I playing with Edmonds last year, Jim Edmonds, and he, he would talk about how nervous he would get and it would just be like me and a handful of people just playing, not like even a gallery. And he, like, it gets in my head over the ball. And I go, okay, when you were at Fenway Park in 2004, were you nervous? He goes, no, I didn't think any. And I'm, like, okay, I'm, I'm, like, trying to drive home a point. It's what you do so you don't so, – so for that, was there a different experience because you're big into the blues, are big into the blues during that versus when you were out there and you're competing against Phil Mickelson to win a tour event?
2: Yeah, it's it's totally different when you have control, which is what you're getting at. Like – having control of my golf game on the golf course, like I, I'm nervous. I feel it on the first tee of every tournament, every tournament. Still? Round. Even now? Absolutely. Really? Yeah, yeah. You feel a little nervous. You're like, okay, this is, this is a big deal. This is important. This is my, this is my thing. Were you nervous when I was on the
0: first tee on Monday with me? Was that something that got?
2: Oddly? No. For some reason, I just didn't, uh, didn't get the juices I just flowing I figured maybe that, that was much.
0: just a, you know, but this the bad. celebrity factor yeah. I <laughs> thought
2: that Uh, the wow factor just anyway. Um, no, I think, you know, I still get nervous on the, on the tee every round, every hole. I mean, I, I feel it. I feel the like it's the competition, it's the tournament, it's the drive, it's all of it. It's, it's, it's important to me. And so, yeah, of course, I'm going to feel a little nervous. It's, it's a different nervous winning the tournament on the last hole than it is on, you know, your, your fourth shot on Friday is different. Like, right. But there's something there, right? There, right. Some, but I have control over my performance. I have control of the result in some way. And so that puts me a little bit of at ease, right? But it's it's maybe like driving a car. If if I'm in the, if we're going through a, a rain, yeah. rainstorm on the highway and I'm driving, like, I'm okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm nervous. Sure, it's got my attention. This is hard. But if I'm in the passenger seat and somebody else is driving, I'm a little bit like on edge. Like this is maybe we should pull over. This yeah. doesn't feel that good. And it's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. So watching the Blues, I mean, on my couch, uh, Game Seven, I was freaking out and I'm, so is it
0: just you and your wife or do you yeah, I
2: don't like big games like that that's I am how not I am going out Absolutely I don't need not. somebody chirping in no my chance. ear about stuff no chance less people the better and so I get that way with Duke basketball Cardinals like it, big games I am not going out like there's no chance and so Uh, Yeah, I was at at my couch watching Game 7 there, and I'm freaking out, and I have no control. I'm watching TV. I'm at the mercy of whatever these fellas like to do out there, so uh, there is a difference. Now, your wife's a
0: St. Louisan as well. Was she into it, or was she kind of like, oh, this is uncomfortable how Adam's behaving right now?
2: She's into it. Sure, definitely a fan, definitely more so at the the Blues and the Cardinals than, like, I, I get this way over Duke games a lot, too, Duke basketball, and... She does not care if Duke... I mean, she would likes them to win, sure, but like mostly so I'm not a grumpy. She went to Duke? No, she went to Missouri State.
0: Ah, that's right. Yeah, you told me that. Um, that's right.
2: Those games aren't on TV as much. So we don't get to watch them as much, but I make her watch these Duke games, and she comes and goes. She falls asleep sometimes, which is fine, but I think she mostly just wants them to win because then I'll be in a better mood. Right. But, um, yeah that game was for sure crazy
0: um you know she's of course uh what we're talking about a month a month and change from uh, emily having your first uh child uh son mm-hmm. correct mm-hmm. uh boy your dad's fired up about this i'm telling you every time he sees me out with my son he goes Oh, i can't wait to be out with my my grandson yeah. it's going to be the greatest he's fired up how much will this impact uh you and in golf sometimes i feel like we see guys like right after their you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. they they win you know they don't they don't they're not getting to sleep but for some reason there's like a bump
2: right and yeah, there is it's it's a real thing <laughs> um i've probably seen them go both ways but um i don't know to be determined i think as long as we handle it as best we can and be honest about it and the communications there and we work hard to together that i think we'll be fine um yeah i mean chris nagel you mentioned earlier, like he's had some a few kids now in his yeah. day, and he, I feel like he goes on these little stints afterwards and just crushes it. Um, <laughs> and uh, Nick Taylor on the P J Tour, yeah. for example, he had yeah. a baby in November, and then he won Pebble Beach in February pretty quickly after. For sure. So, um, you know, we, we've got, it's been nice to be on tour. We, a lot of my friends are around the same age have had babies, about to have babies in the last year or two, and so we've learned a lot from them of places that they stay, how they stay, do, are they getting two bedrooms and things that they bring along with them on the road and the the slumber pod that you put over the crib so they can sleep and all these different things that um we had no clue about before that we're learning as we go but um i think it'll certainly change a lot it'll put a a lot of um a lot of things into perspective for me probably golf won't seem nearly as life or death
0: yeah
2: um and i think we'll have to just kind of figure out our way
1: yeah
0: the uh the bump is a real thing that's interesting i had i noticed it but i'm like i wonder if that's and I didn't even realize the Nick Taylor element of it. With the, that was a, uh, that was a quick
2: one there. That yeah. was awesome. Um, Andrew Landry won Palm Springs earlier this year, and he's got a two-year-old, I, think, yeah. I believe, something like that, Little Brooks. And so, I, you know, I, I, you know, I think it's uh, – I've seen a lot of guys do really well with babies, so it's not something that I'm scared of. Well,
0: I'll just keep betting you because I know what's coming Send around it. the corner here. Uh, how do you view uh, nerds like me who play DraftKings?
2: Um, I don't know. I it's I I respect it. I think like you probably know a lot more about odds and guys that are good at these places. The that.
0: guys who win absolutely know. Like they'll, I mean, break it down. Like, oh, this 125 to 150 yards is really important on this course, and Zach Johnson is ranked third right now on that. So we want a lot of Zach Johnson. I'm like, okay, holy yeah.
2: crap! <laughs> right, How do you, you know get, this stuff? You get super, yeah. super deep on stats, and uh, and the, the, yeah, it's it's a big deal right are now. Are you they, aware of stats like that? Sometimes, like I. I Sometimes you can't avoid it. It's kind of thrown on your face and throw it in your face on Twitter and stuff. But, like, like guys
0: stuff. who are like playing DraftKings will throw, like, they'll chirp you on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get a little bit. No of that. Yeah, yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. And that's just me. I can't imagine what Justin Thomas gets. But, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I've heard it. I hear it almost every. I heard it definitely last week at the players, for example. Uh, I was going to the T and I started on 10. It's a long walk from the range to 10 to T. And somebody just, I mean, we're just like at a crosswalk, whatever. They got to let us go. So we're going. Some guys that. Let's go, Adam. I got you on my DraftKings, baby. Let's go. And I'm just like, okay, now I'm going to try. Before, Otherwise, I
0: wasn't interested yeah. in winning this thing. Yeah, where
2: you hear them yelling at the other guys in your group for being on their DraftKings and stuff. And, um, it's fun. I mean, it's cool. It's it's perfectly fine, I think. But certainly, uh, like, like uh, uh, where were we Sawgrass, for example, I saw something on Twitter that uh, driving accuracy was number one or something as far as the most important stat. And uh, the week before Bay Hill, it was um, – I don't know putting or something. So it just it, the court. There's different courses favor different players, but yeah. it's not like an exact science because you, it's golf and uh, it's unpredictable. But that's the beauty of it.
0: That's why when I see guys quote unquote beat the game, and I have a friend of mine who I mean he has by definition beat the game. I mean he has done incredibly well at like like Nick Taylor. God mm-hmm. bless him and everything. But you know I mean how many people were on Nick Taylor? Right. You know yeah. Sure enough, he's got like. 20 rosters with Nick Taylor. I'm just like, how do you even like? Where do you come up with this yeah. stuff? Yeah, it's you impressive know? and lucky. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's an amazing thing. Yeah, I think I think for uh, the players it was like shots gained. I don't know, T to green or something like that, which of mm-hmm. like, well, course, that's, 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 that's always going to be important. Sure. You know, why wouldn't it be, but it's more important at certain right. courses. And I can't remember what it was here at the, uh, at the Honda, but it's a bizarre thing. So, so I'm like, Oh, I wonder if you guys then have an idea of who's going to do well this week, because you guys actually are aware of not maybe as intricately, but you're aware of what courses benefit or play to certain guys' styles. Is that a, is that a case like, a you know bit. if you're going here that it's good. Yeah. Like my guy was like, oh, Adam is perfect for PGA National. Mm-hmm. He's playing well, and this course suits his game. And I'm like, okay, sounds yeah, good to right, me. Right. I, I mean, what, what the hell do I know? Yeah, know? I
2: think you see some of it in our own individual scheduling as well. For example, I took off the farmers at Torrey Pines. Not a great setup for me. Why? I, I don't hit it far enough, honestly. Um, I'm pretty average, if not below average at driving distance on tour. And so I I'm not I I've at uh, at Pines, love the place. Awesome, gorgeous, great golf course, great tournament, great area, love it. I have uh, my brother-in-laws live there, like there's a lot of reason to play that event. I love it. But if you're going to take weeks off cuz you can't play every week. I right. was in the middle of like 7 in a row on the West Coast for me, so I, I just wanted to take something off. And so I was going to take that one off because that place is every hole is so long, it's it's thick rough. And so I need to hit driver on every single hole as far as I possibly can and then hit the next long iron or hybrid or whatever it is into the green pretty good too just to keep up with this, right? Versus, I don't know, Dustin Johnson or Rory McIlroy who can just bomb it up there. He's going to outdrive me by 30. And then he's got 30 yards in front of me, and then so he's got a 7-iron in and I've got a 4-iron in, and it's a big advantage for him. Huge and, difference. And if I miss a fairway, which I do, if I miss the fairway, I'm probably gonna have to lay up because it's like 220 out of this nasty rough. If they miss the fairway, you know they've got 178; right. they can kind of ma- get something up there around the green and whatever. So um, I think you see that, in, 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 and then PJ National here at the Honda is a lot different. It's it's not overly long. I don't know if it's 7,000, 7,100 yards, but it's all about accuracy. There's water mm. everywhere, and it, it's so you gotta be so precise, and it's all about controlling your golf ball. Well, you don't see bombers necessarily winning every year here or doing well or even playing for that matter yeah you don't um, at the Honda so I I think you see that just in our scheduling Uh,
0: with 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 regard to the bombing and like McElroy like looking at his swing because I mean he's you know he's like my size but he like goes low and then he like explodes up and then now you see guys I mean Tiger obviously is a huge example Jason Day is an example do you think the golf swing has gotten to a point where it's so violent? That you're going to not not you per se, but like you're gonna see guys starting to get, you know, more injuries than we saw you know 20 years ago, where sometimes you could see guys with guts, you know, being able to navigate and win tournaments.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's still golf. You're gonna see both probably. Yeah. Um, Matt Wolf has become a friend of mine. He's bombing it like it could be as far as anybody out there. Really. And it doesn't look smooth and comfortable watching him swing, but um, Roy's looks a little more under control, but. I mean, I, they're also training a lot differently, and so especially these guys that are bombing it and swinging at it so fast, so hard, so violently, that they are probably the ones in the gym the most and making sure that they're protecting themselves um, against injury, but there's still plenty of golf courses like the Honda or even Bay Hill or um, TBC Sawgrass that is, it doesn't necess- you don't have to bomb it. You can mm-hmm. So until every course becomes a bomber's paradise like Torrey, um, I think you'll still see a, a different types of winners. I mean, Nick Taylor that we're talking about, one pebble and he does not vomit. So yeah. And he was hitting two irons a lot out there. So, I, I think there's enough variance in the schedule. There's still 40 events on the PGA Tour, and there's just a little bit of everything, a little bit for everybody. So, um, and, and that doesn't mean I can't play well at Torrey. It doesn't mean I, like, no chance could I ever imagine playing well there. I don't feel that way at all. It's just more likely that I would, sure. I would finish higher at a place more like. P.J. National.
0: We, at this point now, the majors kind of all have their setups. I mean, it goes without saying. You know, mm-hmm. you have Augusta and then the other three rotate. But they usually have a consistent kind of theme. Of the four majors, which one do you think, quote-unquote, sets up best for you to actually win a major if you, if you look at it?
2: Probably either uh, the Masters or, or the U.S. Open. Yeah. Um, the PGA – typically pretty dang long <laughs> um it, it can be thick rough and all that but it's usually a bomber's kind of yeah. place for the most part of their venues um the u.s open is all about difficult and usually i do well in that kind of situation so i um and augusta i think kind of sits fits anybody's game i mean patrick reed won. he's not bombing it but also bubba watson won, and he's all over the place and I don't know. I think in just uh, Jordan Spieth, anywhere he's won is probably a chance that I could win maybe because he's yeah. a little more like me um distance-wise and ball striking and things is, is his 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 masterpiece. And then I don't even know enough about the open championships over there in Britain uh yeah. well Britain mostly. So I don't know. I I the fact that I've never played over there probably uh, puts that at four. sure. Yeah,
0: I don't. I'm just. I mean, maybe I'm off the mark, and maybe it's because I'm like oh, I really you know, I know Adam. I like Adam. I want to see him be successful. I just feel like you're trending in a really positive way. You know, again, part of it is, you know, I've got my DraftKings wizard guy telling me this, but I mean, I see it myself. And then I also just feel like, but that was always when I interviewed you last year. You know, and I was, I was talking to your Dad about. It. I said, yeah, when I interviewed Adam, he just was like, yeah, I know. I mean, I was I'm I was confident I was going to make the PGA Tour. And I'm sure a lot of people on the outside were going, boy, you've been out on, at the time, the web for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, once you hit 30 on the web, you're, you know, it's like being 40 in Major League Baseball, usually. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think. Sure, yeah. But you were always like, yeah. And now here you are. Now you got a year under belt. you got to win. Mm-hmm. You, you're playing. Well, I'm just like. I wouldn't bet against this guy at all, man. This is just kind of the way he works. He just kind of – he gets comfortable and he's confident and
2: – Yeah, it's kind of been my uh, history too. I, I think in college golf I kept getting a little bit better and um, never been a superstar at any level necessarily. Uh, maybe maybe local junior golf in St. Louis was um, the highlight of my winning multiple times in a row kind of thing or dominating maybe. <laughs> but uh, – uh since then it's been uh more of a steady steady climb and and that's okay i'm 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 perfectly happy where i'm at and i like where where we're headed and you know i have a nice nice group of people around me and you know having emily out on the road the last year has been awesome and and a lot of families come out to support as well um from both sides of the family and um josh gregory's been great i still keep in touch with brian fote in st louis and, and he's couldn't be more supportive um you know my caddy julian trudeau we linked up almost a year ago now, and it's been a pretty big game-changer for me. Was
0: that a tough thing to do, the the caddy switch oh, thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the hardest part of the job, 100%. <laughs> like Not what, have, having to whack yeah. somebody? Yeah. yeah. Especially I mean, when it's the guy who was on your bag when you won.
2: It's hard. It's it's the hardest thing to do in golf. <laughs> it really is, so especially you, when you like the person, and it, it's it's a... You know, so yeah, I'm
0: sure you do it face to face, I assume, or yeah, at least a phone. At the very least, a phone call. But you're probably together, so you're able to do it face to face. It's got to be brutal. Yeah, be brutal. I, I've done it all kinds of ways. I mean, I've had to let people go. You, you hate it. You never get. You never enjoy it. No. I don't give a damn who you are. No, I don't care who you are. It's awful, especially
2: yeah. when you you generally care about the guy. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the hardest thing that we have to go through. It. Um, at the same time, it's your job. It's your business. You have to do what's right for you. And you know you're breaking somebody's heart, and, and it's just it kills you to do. it. Yeah. Um, at the same time, you're excited about the change and the future and what could be. Um, it just didn't work out with with Matt before. Um, great guy. Wish him all the success. I know he's been working on the web or Corn uh, Ferry, and and uh, he'll be fine. Um, it's just it's hard to hard to do. Um, right. it, it's hard to get it out. <laughs> yeah. um, we're we're not used to doing that. Um, we don't. Yeah. We're not yeah. CEOs of big you're companies. Right. So. Um, but sometimes it, it changes good and it's what you have to do and I was fortunate to link up with Julian who's
0: Who was he with before?
2: Uh well he's was mostly with Graham Dillette. He he was with him for a number of years through his success, had a bazillion top tens and great success with with Graham. Graham had back injuries, yeah. several, had to withdraw from a bunch of events and so he was gonna be out for a while and, and Jules was kinda bouncing around different guys, kinda temporarily waiting for Graham to get back and um that's when I linked up with him he had been already kind of bouncing around and taking jobs here and there just knowing Graham was going to come back at some point he didn't really know necessarily throughout all of this if it was going to be a week from now a month from now a year from now and so he was just kind of uh waiting it out but um that's when I linked up with him about a year ago Wells Fargo was our first event in Mm -hmm. May and uh I kind of knew from the first few days like this is awesome this is going to be really good um Jules is Awesome golfer in his own right played All these
0: guys are, aren't they? Uh, Usually, No, not no really? No. like f- like fluffs not a plus four. Uh, I
2: don't I don't know. No, I don't think so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but, is, but so, so some guy but I mean some guys are like legit.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of really good players out there, but not all not of them. Not all of them really. No, there's 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 some that are but awesome. but your guy is yeah, Jules is great. He uh he played golf at Wichita State and played professionally for a while. Um could he beat me? He, he played yes. He played at uh <laughs> He played um, on the Web.com tour for a year. Oh wow! Uh, he was on the big break show. And, oh really? Uh, so he and then yeah, so he's a good player in his own right, which I think has probably been the best thing for me is that I truly, truly, truly trust his input and his. He's very on it. He's got a golfer's, a pro golfer's mentality out there, and he, he, he challenges me to to maybe be more aggressive than I want to be sometimes. And there's other times when he kind of dials me back and gets me to be a little bit more, more conservative. And um, I, I it's just we've had—we've got great communication. He's got a great family, a wife and baby. They mm-hmm. stayed with us at the Honda. Um, we've gotten to know them really well, and uh, I couldn't be more thankful.
0: Are, are, are they are, – I guess it's player by player, but serving as part therapist in addition to – Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, like when you, you're know, about to lose I'm your shit. I'm glad not here with a microphone.
2: Cause he's having... <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, we're on edge out there sometimes, right? Uh, good sure. Impact. I mean, we're – Where we can get frustrated disappointed mad angry. Um, We can get overly excited overly happy overly pumped Um, And he's got to dial that back and he's got to read my body language and it's is so much harder To be a pro caddy than I had even thought before and now that i'm living it, it is One of the hardest jobs you could possibly imagine
0: Ah, I mean, I just you know when I was following your group that day. It was mentioned ryan armor and siwoo kim and see was like grinding on those final couple holes to mm-hmm. just try it. I think he needed one more birdie, yeah. and he would have made the cut. And he's kind of losing his, you know. And it's not. It's not a televised group at the time, and you're kind of in the back corners of the, the course. And I see him kind of losing his crap, you know, which is and anybody's gonna do because you guys are playing your job, man. Yeah. It's a different yeah. ball game right. here, and that making that cut's a difference between yeah. X and Y. And hell, who was it? On who barely made the cut, and then he was near the top of the leaderboard by the end. So it can happen. And I'm thinking, man, if you're the caddy there, do you do you intervene or I guess you just know your guy? And you're, and sometimes your guy needs to let it out and, or sometimes you know you need to get your guy back. Right. I guess it's a case by – what do you need? Do you need him to say, hey, let's get back in it or do you need that time to blow off some steam? What's your
2: um, – A little bit of both. I probably need a shorter time to blow it off. I need a shorter time to um, be alone and – I probably, you know, if anything, his job is to kind of get me out of that as fast as possible. Because the longer we're, we're sulking and down and um, we've all lived it, but it it doesn't do you any good. Mm -hmm. Um, Anger, sometimes you get it out and you feel good and you're ready to go. Right. And um, I've been there too, maybe a little bit, but um, usually for me, it's just, I need to kind of have have him kind of snap me out of it. Remind me that I I say Bay Hill, for example, on uh, Saturday, I was... Went into the weekend in like 15th place. Saturday was one of the hardest days of golf of all time for everyone. For everyone, yes. it was so hard. And I was I was swinging poorly. I was not in control of my game. And so I start. I mean, I'm making bogeys left and right to start. And uh, we get to like I made a nice save or something on eight, and we get to 9 T, and he's like, man, we're we're in like 40th place here, bud. Like we're you're, you know we're not in 70th. Mm-hmm. Like we got a lot to play for, and we have a whole another round ahead of us the next day. Like we're good good perspective we're fine we're fine and you know i'm like okay i'm not in 15th place i can't probably win and that's kind of what i was most upset about was like i can't i'm not gonna have a chance to win this tournament tomorrow and it just ugh. no you know it wasn't necessarily like oh we're gonna finish last or anything like that it was just more of like man i just really want to be in contention i want to be in the mix tomorrow and i started the day in 15th and here i am in 40th like Mm -hmm. that's not good but then he kind of flipped me like hey we got a lot of opportunities ahead of us, a lot of birdie holes ahead of us. We're we're fine, and that was a nice little little calming, yeah. like like come on, let's let's not give up. In other words, which I never have, but you know, let's let's stay with it. Let's keep it going.
0: You have made reference to uh, to Josh Josh Gregory, your swing coach, um, and he also works with with Patrick Reed. Have you gotten a chance to know him well because you have the same coach?
2: Uh, he's been off and on with Patrick for the last few years. I think you know. I don't think they're working together right now. Oh, okay. officially, but. Um, you know, he has another guy he works with, but he's, he's known Josh a long time and they they have, they have their own relationship and, uh, you know, he, I think he still sees him here and there, but, um, yeah, a little bit, uh, I've gotten to know him here and there really, but uh, not that much. The
0: reason I ask, I just feel like even though he's not at the the perceived level, anyway of take your pick of whatever, you know, Tiger, Capco, DJ, Fowler, Thomas, whomever, I feel like you can say the name to a casual fan and they will likely line up, you know, I mean, he's a polarizing, but mm-hmm. yet none. I mean, he does have a Masters, I mean, don't get me sure. wrong, uh, and had big Ryder Cup moments. But that's why I ask about it, you know, and, and where, you know, if you get a chance. And is he misunderstood or is it a whole thing? And it's a it's a, it's a weird spot.
2: Yeah, he's in a tough spot. I don't know. Uh, I don't know him well enough. And, you know, I think he's spoken on it a few times um, on, on the issues that have been brought up. But I don't know enough about where he's at or what his – I I've, I haven't really watched it or kept up with it, so right. I can't I can't speak for him or T-
0: even totally uh, totally understand. A couple more, and then I'll uh, let you out of here. Uh, with regard to what you want to do, whenever the time comes when you're done playing golf, you went to Duke. You probably are a pretty sharp guy, not as sharp as somebody who went to to Missouri Journalism School and didn't graduate, but nonetheless sharp. Sure. <laughs> What would you like to do after you're done playing?
2: I haven't thought about it. I mean, golf's been plan A and B for so long that um, I don't know. I, I haven't been that close to quitting. I haven't been that close to giving up, and I haven't been that. Close
0: but you to... weren't thinking about being a professional golfer when you were at Duke, no, right? No, I wasn't.
2: I wasn't. I wasn't planning on anything else either. Oh, okay. Uh, I, 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 and it, somewhere in my sophomore years, when I sat down with my my college golf coach, and he he kind of ingrained in me like, "Hey, you can play. You got the up, game to do this." It. And so since then, it's been kind of the the goal um it's been what i've been working on um having said that i don't honestly know what i would do if uh if i was hurt or something and i had to come up with something else i have a lot of interests that are um not obsessions or by any means but i i can i can kind of get into a lot of things so um you know golf is what i know the best so if I don't see myself ever being like a teacher, so don't hit me up for lessons because I'm not that good as a lot of people can Yeah, but I only
0: need like, I mean, I only need like one or two things. Yeah, but
2: we're only off for like eight (laughs) weeks here. I don't have time to like get you to be a decent golfer.
0: (laughs) Oh, we're going to have to edit something else out again now. (laughs) This is getting good. Here's what I'm telling you. Here's what I'm telling you. Broadcasting. Can't do it.
2: What? I think it's, it's easy. I mean, I'm sitting here. I can talk about me and my perspectives and my experiences, but... I think um, I've I've watched that some of my friends are getting into it now and they, really who got, who are some of the guys that you're uh, friends with that are getting into it? Colt Nost.
0: Okay, yeah, you, you did his show the other day, sure, right?
2: Sure, sure. I mean, and Max Homa has a podcast, and um, you know I've have, have some friends that have kind of gotten into it a little bit in one way or another, and I, I
0: totally disagree with you. I
2: think it's extremely hard. And oh wow, really? <laughs> yeah, I do. I, and you know you watch these guys on TV that have been player Davis Love, for example, I, I, um, probably hasn't gotten off to the best start that he wanted to. Um broadcasting and and doing the analysis and it's it's extremely hard I, I think I, I have a lot of uh, respect for those guys that go out there and they're following the rounds and they're trying to keep up with somebody in their ear and they're trying to describe yeah, but see, what I see what
0: you're thinking of I think and I get it what you're thinking of, but I think you're think you're thinking of it's like if, if somebody said broadcasting and I remember I, I did a show with Joe Buck for a week and I'm like he he was the host, of course, you know, and I was the co-host. And he sat down. I'm like, I didn't even think about it. I'm like, he's Joe Buck. He calls World Series and Super Bowls, hosting a radio show. This is going to be like a you know two foot putt for him. And he got going, and about ten seconds in, I'm like, oh shit, he doesn't necessarily know how to host a radio show, even though he could go call the Super Bowl right now in his sure. sleep. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm saying is, you're I think you're thinking of more like the the you know, the DL3 guy or the Johnny Miller kind of guy. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is more like the, I don't know, Faraday, I realizes it in its own world with the interview show. But you're just so damn quick with the golf knowledge and then also what I consider to be unjustified shots in my direction <laughs> that no one will ever hear. Easy target. <laughs> that, that I think... That I really do think, and I was wondering, but I was like, you, you, having gone to Duke, you probably could go, you know, start up a company here this afternoon if you would like and, and turn it into some monster if you wanted. So that's why I was curious if you had thought about what you're going to do after golf, because I feel like, and I'm not just saying it, you know, and I used to say this to Edmonds too, who now is in broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And because I, I would do interviews with him when I was doing TV and I'd be like, he would hate to talk about baseball. But if I talked about anything else, he'd be all over it. But he just didn't want to talk about baseball. But then now, and I know you watch Cardinal games and I don't know how closely you're paying attention when he's broadcasting. He sees and knows things like a savant with yeah. baseball. He's just not all that interested in it. He just right. happens to know it. Yeah. And it's so good, but he doesn't realize how good he is. And with Joe Buck, he did that interview show. I don't know if you ever watched it. It was like a long form interview show, and uh, and I could like he like was stern. He would get things out of people that I'm like, man. I I text him. I go, dude, that's a great show. He goes, really? You think so? I go, no, because you're getting people that say things that otherwise they're comfortable. That's the key. I
2: mean, Tony Romo is awesome at it. Yes, there's another one. I mean, I know he's getting paid now, seventeen million. There you go for it, but. Um, aside from that, I mean, honestly, if he's, he's on the, on the call and I'm going to probably tune in a little bit, it's amazing what he's able to see. Yeah.
0: That, that, that's, that's in another realm. I'm just saying, I don't know. I just, some guys are guys like, you're like, yeah, it's just that's not what, you know, but I'm just saying. Now you, now you,
2: you want to trade some lessons for some golf lessons? I, what you're <laughs> this is, this I don't know. I mean, I, I think, you. You I think right
0: now, table. I mean, we talked about your game's trajectory. I feel like mine is actually right now steeper. <laughs> I feel like it's steeper. I'm in a, a really good place right now, I Probably think. Probably true. Yeah, of oh. course I, it is. Uh, but th- th- I really believe that. I really all right. Um, you I'll you, add it to the list. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you're going to take me seriously at all. Uh, you, you mentioned goals. Final thought: What are the goals? What are the like, re, like, really, like the goals? Like Justin Thomas likes to post that Instagram thing at the start of the year, and end it's of like, the year. oh, it's never, end of the year. Or whether or not he, che- whether or not he checked them off. Yeah, you know?
2: yeah. Uh, I'm kind of in his boat. Where I don't really like to talk about it and get it out in the public
0: until after the fact yeah.
2: It, um, I don't want that to to be a a thing i guess um but i mean always trying to win always trying to um you know be as high as i can on the fedex is big and but good. i bet
0: winning is more there this year than it was last yeah year. i think
2: last year was like uh pretty much if i could keep, survive in advance if, yeah if i could keep my card as a rookie would be a huge success and i think for any rookie that's goal number one 100 percent right um and now it's it's changed a bit sure it's, it's a little loftier goals for sure um some of it's a little stats oriented and um, and winning and getting into some of the bigger events the majors and wgc's and things like that and and then also just a few um more self goals as far as you know my attitude and which i don't i probably have already failed but i'm just going to maintain a goal of, of trying to make sure i'm at my attitudes in check every every round every day um and just kind of emotional control um for myself but um yeah i mean uh, their goals have gotten a little tougher and you know, hopefully we can attain them.
0: Yeah, good. They're, they're higher. Sure. But they're realistic too. I mean, that's yeah. the thing, yeah. you know? Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, my goal is not to be number one in the world. It's just not. Right. Uh, um, maybe if I got up to that point where I was, it was close, I mean, that would be great. I would love for that to be a, a goal. But to, for, for me to sit here and say I'm trying to be number one in the world, I would need to win, you know, all four majors this year for that to even be a possibility. When you're
0: playing with – take your pick of guys who are in the top ten and I don't know how often you get a chance to do it, are you like, oh, I can see there is – they do this – Like, in my opinion, and again, you know, I realize it's credibility is in question, but in my opinion, like when I was following, I'm just like, okay, Adam's clearly in a different class on this particular element of the game and i can see and there's no need to get into naming names first off i might not be right but secondly just just observing that and so then that's that's one tier and then when you see take your pick mcelroy right now or whomever are you like yeah that's a different i mean obviously distance Mm. that's 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 something that you can see statistically Mm -hmm. but are there things that you see and i'm like yeah you know this guy or this group of guys do this at a place that i just don't know if i can ever get or or do you not view it that way
2: um i mean yeah when you ever get paired with a, a bomber it doesn't matter if he's rory McIlroy or, or matthew wolf who's you know 20 mm-hmm. um that's always impressive it's always like dang like that is a different golf shot like and the, is it like, key I to I lot, not let it get enough. in your head to not go no i don't think so at all I, you don't even I, worry I think about... i'm maybe old enough now or something if i was 20 and i just turned pro and i'm like watching that i'm like i can never beat this guy yeah. i can never beat matthew wolf because he hits it so dang far, yeah. and I mean, what is he hitting it? How far is he? I hit? don't even. It, I don't a lot, three hundred uh. something, <laughs> and uh, he can send it. But I, I think I've I just kind of realized that it's, that's not professional golf. Like, there's a lot of amateurs that hit it a lot farther than me too. I'm sure, sure. a ton of college guys hit it farther than me. I mean, like, I've accepted that. That's fine. It's not a goal of mine to, to be super long. Because at the end of the day, it's about controlling your, your game and your golf ball and your emotions and, and, and getting the ball in the hole. And there's a lot of ways to do it, and there's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of tournaments. It's, it's, it's not, you know, we have one week you have to beat this guy. It's Over the course of a season, you, it's all about your highlights and having some nice finishes and being cons- as consistent as possible. But you don't have to be a bomber. But having said that, playing with those guys, it's like, dang, that is awesome. Like, no. I wish I had that shirt. Sure. No. I'm jealous. 100% jealous. Is that
0: just like a God-given thing? Part of it, sure. Really? Like
2: some of these guys are just animals. I think Justin Johnson <laughs> was just born a, a freak athlete. Um, I do think he but like, works you, at it, sure. But I think like, he's, like, getting, he's getting...
0: The, uh, the, the the Fowlers, Thomases, McElroys, who are all smaller than... Well, I guess JT's like 5'10"-ish, mm-hmm. but you know, not big guys... And then able to do that, usually you would think. I mean, it's a it's a, clearly a misrepresentation that you've got to be a kepler yeah, Johnson piece. size. Yeah, yeah exactly. I,
2: I, yeah, I think some of it's just kind of you're born with this, that fast twitch, that yeah. speed. I think you know they, they're just kind of they're just they can, you know, corkscrew themselves into these positions yeah. and fast, right? And I, I, but they also work at it. I think they're trying to lengthen those muscles, and I think they're trying to get faster all the time. Um, but I don't think e- any of those guys have like taken a year to like okay i'm gonna just go from hitting it extremely average or short and then next year i'm gonna be one of the longest guys on the planet like but i think it's just been a gradual growth and i think that they're pretty fortunate but then they also do things to get longer sure and to to maintain it but um yeah they're pretty fortunate but there's plenty of great players plenty every every year in the top 30 on the fedex cup that aren't bombers they're not you know complete world beaters with that and um you know i look up to some of the older guys that are that have been out here for a long long time they've had these long careers without doing it. i mean von taylor is like yeah. is just so impressive um Ches doesn't yeah. bomb it and he's impressive um, i mean those guys are just two of several that have been out here for a really long time and they've won and they have had some great success without being a bomber
0: yeah uh final thought if you were if you were giving me a pro tip what would it what would it be
2: if I was or if I actually like I am there's no if in this <laughs> oh man a pro tip
0: what did you see I I know what I think is my biggest golf issue because I feel like if I just said issue you might have you might have gotten personal it would have been yet another thing we'd have <laughs> to edit out uh, uh, this is your show I yeah, got <laughs> I'll end it on the a call. high thank note thank you but, oh wow yeah, really I wow I have respect yeah of course um you're, you're a Duke guy you guys are known for your class
2: yeah I, I don't I mean. It, it seems pretty good. I'm going to be honest. I was kind of joking before, but I think your golf game is better than you think it is. Wow. Yeah.
0: I can't tell right now if you're bluffing no, at the no, pot. This is,
2: this is true honesty Wow!
0: from the heart. Um, I'm still waiting. I still feel like I'm getting set up.
2: I No, I, I didn't analyze your swing. I was, I did not stand behind you and say, what is this guy doing wrong or right? or. Um, for me, it's usually more of like I can just see messes being made around the greens that are just like you just have no chance if you're if you cannot chip the ball and putt the ball if your speed is that far off all the time you're just never ever ever going to reach your potential because mm-hmm. the full swing it kind of comes and goes it's it's important and it's great and all that but if you're if if amateurs have pretty decent short games and I mean short games and putting and all that and get the ball in the hole they can turn doubles
0: into bogeys. Right, and, I, and then I just, that ma- it changes it gets, the thing yeah. so drastically. Yeah, and
2: it's a it's a touch and feel thing, and it's different grass down here than up north, obviously. Sure. So there's definitely a difference. But um, getting your chips closer to the hole, your putts need to be way closer to the hole. Like from 30 feet, it shouldn't be a going six feet by or six feet short. That should just almost never happen. It should be the exception versus uh, the norm. Yeah. I don't
0: know. I just, uh, I, that's all I've done down here is actually just, I was like, yeah, I'm not even going to work on the, and I love it. I can't get enough. Do you like to, I assume you got, you can't get to where you are without, if you don't like practicing. Right? I do like
2: practicing. Yeah. I like practicing more than playing. A lot Same of here. Yeah, yeah. I do.
0: Do you go with the earbuds while you're playing? Uh, no. Is that, that's frowned that. upon.
2: Yeah. No, a lot of guys do. Um, if anything, if I get a, if I'm starting to feel a little stale, I'll, I'll play a uh, your show or uh, <laughs> or some music.
0: You couldn't keep a straight face on that. <laughs> or I'll I play mean, some was...
2: I'll play some music um, or a podcast or something um, on my phone or something. But I don't want anything in my ear because then I, I lose that sound. Sure, absolutely. Um, but if, if it's in the background, I can it, it's fine.
0: All right. Well, uh, I appreciate the time as always. Uh, I feel like I got a great pro tip. I think you're being serious. No matter what, you know you can walk out of here knowing that you made me feel like you were being serious. And I think that was probably the end goal. Mission accomplished. (laughs) Adam, thank you so much. Uh, Congratulations on the success and uh, best of luck to you and Emily on the birth of your son here soon. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me back. All right, man. So there it is. Adam Long, our guest here from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Still, as of right now, in Florida. Gangster Pete, I don't know where I will be when I talk to you next. I, I, I will either be in my basement in St. Louis <laughs> or I will still be down here. And I was texting with one of my um, people who I would describe as being well-informed. And he said, if you don't leave now, uh, as in real soon, and I'm talking to you on, what, March 20th, he said, be prepared to stay down here until June.
1: Oh, my.
0: Yeah. I, I kind of thought, okay, maybe we'll do April, but it that's that's – so I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. It's it certainly what's on everybody's minds. I know we did questions from the audience. We welcome people's questions slash opinions by emailing T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. I think in the golf world, um, as you heard Adam talk about that at a couple different points in the interview, um, I think they I think they knew I happened to be out on the course with Adam Um on I guess it was Monday when Major League Baseball announced that it was delaying its schedule uh, for another eight weeks uh, that it wasn't like he was surprised he knew that that was going to cost him uh, and everybody on the tour um, I mean that's that that's their job they don't receive salaries that's their job cost him more tournaments but they, that's it's, I think what their expectation was and um, as a matter of fact uh, I don't know I don't know if I've said this on the radio I don't know if I said this on on um, podcast on questions in the audience but uh that um when we when we were pulling up to the 18th green he said I've just heard from and I don't know who it was I think it was another player that it looks like they're canceling a couple more events so they're just they, they just kind of expect it and I mean if they're out there playing in June at this point I'd be thrilled gangster Pete where are you on that
1: absolutely thrilled if they played all this year
0: yeah Oh, wow, so that's where you are.
1: I yeah. mean, I think this is about to get bad.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, Gangster Pete, I'm with you on that. I really am. I uh, And I was telling Anna Marie, my wife, that uh, I think it was two nights ago that I said it to her, but I had, everything's kind of running together. I know I said it to Adam as he was leaving. And I said, I don't know where you are on this. And he's like, yeah, I kind of. And I said, for me, it's, yeah, it had to have been two nights ago. Because I said, for me, it's been in the last 24 hours. So I don't know what to do uh, as far as. Staying, traveling—you know—I've been told not to fly. We have a two-year-old. My wife's parents live with us, um, and uh, and what the best play is—it's like, well, then drive, okay? Well, you're driving. You're driving with a two-year-old. You're stopping quite often. You're staying in at least one hotel, if not two. This is a this is an 18-hour, depending on your pace, but 16 to 18-hour drive. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answer. I mean, nobody—I know. I realize nobody has the answer. I'm just kind of talking allowed because i am concerned <laughs> and confused and so on and so forth just like everybody else is so uh i'm sure we'll do at least one questions from the audience next week if not a couple and we welcome you to send yours in Team McKernan at inside golf fans uh i hope you enjoyed that i would imagine you did got into the weeds certainly on mindset on the tour on even the hitting shots uh and then also on the majors this year so i um, grateful for adam getting into that and then also uh just, uh, just coming over and talking about it during a, a time of uh, great anxiety. And, of course, our sponsors, thehomeloanexpert.com, Ryan Kelly, Mark Hanna, our guest sponsor, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, online at evergreenstl.com, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency and Webster Groves, online at CarltonInsurance.net, and Design Air Heating and Cooling, online at designairservice.com, and Johnny Landoff Chevrolet, Highway 270, and the Washington Elizabeth exit, online at londoff.com. For Gangster Pete, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been... Another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studio.
1: Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial.